The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Portions of the show may be previously recorded. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, I'm going to go into a story. I get asked this all the time. How did you get to where you're at? You know, and the story is just too long to tell in one radio show, to be honest with you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to break it up into little segments. Now, each little segment I talk about, I've actually got an hour's worth of information I could go into as to the things that I learned in these different situations in life uh, that really sort of led me to believe the belief system I believe. But I'm just going to get it on tape right now and share it with you because I think it's important. It all started way back when I went to college and I first got to college. I had this belief that a lot of people had that your grades meant something. So when I was in high school, I had straight A's. And when I was in grade school, I tried to have straight A's. And, um, you know, I, I was the class president. I was, you know, captain of the football team. I was, you know, whatever, prom king. I tried to be involved because I thought, of myself as someone who would get ahead someday. Now, it's kind of a strange belief because when I was in fourth grade, I was 200 pounds, fat kid with Coke bottle glasses and a shaved head. But luckily for me, some things happened that turned all that around for me, including becoming a bodybuilder at an early age and uh, really changed me and my body, my composition and, and my confidence. But as I was going through high school, you know, going through all of this, some things happened that really made a difference to me. And I actually thought that I was going to be somebody someday. Then when I went to college, it was really like a blow because what I found was I was studying and nobody else was studying. And I found that in the classes in college, they were designed to get rid of people. The main courses, if you went to business school, were accounting and calculus, and they were designed to get rid of all the people that wouldn't study and master those basic skill sets that you need to be in business. And so I was in the business school, and if you couldn't do accounting and you couldn't do calculus, you couldn't do math, you really shouldn't be in, in business. That's not your forte. So I'd go and I'd watch and I'd walk into a class, the first class, there'd be 500 people in the auditorium and the, the lecturer, the professor would get up there and start speaking and you, you were excited and you wanted to hear everything. So I would read the chapter ahead. And this is one of the first things I found out in life is that the difference between a successful person 
and a not as successful person is basically one or two chapters in a book or maybe one whole book. And if you're ahead of everybody else, by whatever amount, you're ahead. So when you go out there and you run a race, the difference between first, second, and third is minuscule, but it doesn't matter. Second and third is nobody. Um, I've hung out with people my whole life that are massively successful, and what they talk about is one is the only number. Two is not a winner, and three no one remembers. And I think that's a rap song. In fact, I know it's a rap song, and I just know that when I heard it, it meant so much to me. One, you know, I am number one. That's the only thing that matters. And you say, well, that's so narcissistic. And, you know, it is, but the reality is it's more logical because the guy who's number one makes a million bucks. The guy who's number two gets paid minimum wage. That's the difference in life. There really is number two doesn't get paid much. Now, the difference in something like that is something like basketball where there's only five guys on there, you know, in each team that gets paid a lot of money. But the difference between the guy who gets paid $40 million a year and the guy who gets paid a million dollars a year, that skill set is not that much different, yet whatever amount it is different is enough because they're the best to get paid $40 million a year compared to $1 million a year. And I know nobody's complained about a million dollars a year, but that's only five guys on a team, and there's 50,000 guys a year that go out for basketball, I'm sure, around this country. And they don't make it because they're not number one in their school and then in their college, and then in the draft, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I learned very early on in college that it was simple to beat people. You just simply try. And I I remember somebody telling me this. It might have been my dad. It might have been somebody else. I might have read it somewhere. But whatever it was, it was a good statement. It said that if you just show up, you win 80% of the battles. You'll win 80%. You'll be be as good as 80% of the people out there if you just show up. Then it said, if you try, if you actually try to do something, try to be good at something, you'll be better than 90% of the people out there. Uh, Then it goes on and says, if you actually practice and perfect and hone your skill, you'll be better than 95% of the people out there. And I proved this to be true in business. I proved it to be true in bodybuilding. I proved it to be true in powerlifting. Everything I did in life, I was better than 95% of the people, right? But that last 5% is talent, and that's something you're born with. Now, you can make a lot of money and have a lot of success in every aspect of your life if you're a 95%er, but that last 5% makes you famous. So how do you get the last 5%? By being aware of what's important. What is important is what you're good at. Now, maybe you don't like what you're good at, but you have to gravitate towards it if you want to be a 100%er. If you want to be number one, you've got to find that thing you have talent in. Then you have to show up. Then you have to try hard. Then you have to practice to get to the 95 percentile. But if you get to the 95 percentile, then talent will take over and get you to the 100th percentile. So I figured out in college very quickly what it takes to win in society, and I saw that it was going to be very easy to win in life because so many people, such a large percentage of people, didn't do anything. 
that 80 percentile you can beat just by showing up to class every day. And sure enough, within weeks, within months, 50, 60, 70 percent of the class was gone. They had dropped out. They didn't have what it took. They were away from mommy and daddy for the first time. Wah, 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 who's going to fix my, my breakfast? Wah, who's going to clean my clothes? Wah, who's going to make me read and study? Wah, wah, wah. That's, that's the average person out there. That's every Democrat in this country out there. It's all the crybabies that need somebody to take care of them, that need to be protected from cradle to grave. That's who they are. Where, where, where? And I saw it was going to be easy to beat those people. You just show up. But then I found that if you study, and that was the interesting point, is I went to college, I started reading. I'd get into whatever topic it was, I'd read it. And you say, well, you're a nerd. Possibly I was a nerd. I could, could possibly would take that with pride. But I would read, and I'd not read the chapter that said, go read chapter 1 today. I'd read chapter 1 through 10, 1 through 5. I would absorb the information. I'd try to figure out where we were going with the information. Not just the information, but where we were going with the information. So when I showed up in class the next day and the teacher would ask a question, my hand would fly up. Because I was pulling out the answer, and but you realize that that's only the beginning of the discussion. The rest of the discussion is way more interesting when we get to it. But in this particular case, that's what it says in Chapter 1. The teacher go, what was that all about? How does that guy in college, young, dumb, punk kid, know so much? I'll tell you how I know so much. I just read the book a couple chapters ahead of everybody else. And I saw that college was really kind of a useless thing because I figured out that whatever knowledge I really needed, learning it all in advance was irrelevant. It really was because you really didn't need to have massive amounts of information about massive different things. You really need to have specific knowledge about specific things. And when I got specific knowledge about fitness, it worked. Diet, it worked. When I got specific knowledge about how to play guitar, it worked like it. You know, it's specific knowledge on how to dance. I learned how to dance. I had to have specific knowledge. Everything that I've done that I've been successful at, public speaking, I had to have specific knowledge of how to do it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I got out of there, and I went out on my own, decided to travel the world. And the next thing I did was pick where I was going to live, and I picked the five fastest-growing cities in the United States, and I went and visited them, and I ran out of money in Houston. That's why I'm in Houston, Texas. So I went to work. Busted my butt, and I took this training course that's supposed to take six years. I did it in six months. Passed all the tests and said, okay, promote me. And they said, no way. You're insane. You know, you're a young kid. We're not going to promote you. Now, the curmudgeon that I worked for was a guy that was probably 60, 70 years old. So I said, you know what? This isn't going anywhere. The guy said, look, a couple more years of experience, and you'll be able to go ahead and move up into management. And so I left, and I went to work for a trucking company. The trucking company said you start out as a helper, and once you learn to do the routes, and then you go get your truck license, and then you get your own truck, and you can have your own route. But then I realized this company was a con. It was a scam. The whole company was a scam, including all the employees. I've named it many times before. I'm not going to do it right now, but if you look back any of my past stuff, you'll figure out who it is. And so I left that, and I said, right then and there, I had a conversation with myself. I said, self, you got to go find something you want to do. And at the time, I'd been a bodybuilder, a power lifter, an Olympic lifter. I said, you know what? I'm just going to go work at a health club. I don't know. If, I don't care if I make any money at all. And the time they paid us $2.75 an hour. And um, 
we worked 12 hours a day and there was no overtime back then for whatever legal reason they got away with not paying overtime but i was doing something i loved and something that i was good at and it made all the difference in the world because now all of a sudden my vocation was or my advocation was now my recreation it was the same thing i was going to work every day having fun doing helping people do something i wanted to help people do which was get in shape like i had gotten in shape and i was good at it i knew a lot about it so it was very easy to me the other thing i had been sales from this training manager training program basically we were selling lo- loans and collecting loans so i'd put in a sales training course that was a six-year training course i did in six months so I was able to sell instantly, and because we did contracts all day long at the finance company, I had no problem signing contracts, putting contracts together and helping people sign up in these contracts. So it was a super close fit. It was like a glove and hand and glove fit. And I took off and blew up in this business. We'll take a short break, come back, tell you what happened to it with the rest of the story. to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Del Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. Well, one thing it has meant for us, and we have to compliment you, you've given us our time back. And I say our time because we got married 33 years ago, and we got married in July. Do you know why? Well, that was before I met Lifestyles. I used to work for Ford Motor Company. And with Ford Motor Company, I was uh, in the automotive division. They have shut down during July, the first two weeks of July. So, so you had, had to wait for down, a shutdown to get married? Yes. Yes, he actually Whoa, changed. that's dedication there. <laughs> he made me change our wedding date. It was supposed to be June 15th, and I changed. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> so if I had been in lifestyle, I could have gotten married when I wanted to. <laughs> And the ring would have been bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Ready to get your time back like Vivian and Cornell? Register for the free online workshop at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Today I'm discussing things along my life's journey that uh, create insight as to how life really worked and allowed me to accumulate these pieces of information about the world and put them together in a manner that allowed me to succeed. So I'm at the point now where I'm working at the health club, working there, you know, 8, 10, 12 hours a day, every day, six days a week, five, six days a week, every week. Just It was 50, 60 hours a week is what it came down to. And I loved it. And I was also working out as a bodybuilder. I was also working out as a power lifter. I mean, I just loved it. It was My life was great. Um, I had a boss that it told me the secret to life, and he was an ex-pro football player. The secret to life was to work 60 hours a week instead of 40, and everybody else was working 40, so you made you know 50% more than everybody else, although I didn't, but 
That was his theory. Uh, you make you making this extra money, plus you're working all the time, so you don't have any time to spend it, so you can save more than anybody else. And you do that for until you're 40, you know, work from 20 to 40, and then you retire. Instead of working from 20 to 60 or 65 and retire, you work from 20 to 40, you retire at 40. You go to France, you get yourself a bicycle and a bunch of good-looking girlfriends, and you live the rest of your life out that way. Well, that was his dream. And so, you know, I didn't know that I actually really wanted to go get a bicycle or not or, you know, whatever, go to France. But the bottom line was the theory, you know, was, okay, we're working hard. This is a good way to rationalize it. We're getting ahead. We're not spending our money. We're saving a lot of money. And I was saving a lot of money uh, because, again, you work six days a week. When you get off on Sunday, there's no time to spend money. I mean, you basically do laundry, prep your food for the week, and clean your house, and that's about it. Sleep. So, um... It came to the point where I'd been doing this for a long time, and then the stock market came and crashed. It was Black Monday, which is October 20th, and it was my birthday. And so it added insult to injury, and I said, you know, look, I've been doing this now for 12 years. Saved up everything I could save. I thought I was about ready to get out of this game. Uh, You know, I'd worked hard for 12 years, and then it was all gone. In fact, it wasn't all gone, but a good portion of it, just like right now. People that are in the stock market, I mean, the stock market has gone down 30% in the last quarter to two quarters. I don't know exactly how long it's been, but this year it's gone down at least 30% already. And people, that's their life savings. It's gone. And you wake up and go, what happened? I busted my butt my whole life to get here, and now the life savings gone. Well, that hit me. And when that hit me, I realized for the first time, I said, you know what? I don't need to pay a financial planner to help me figure this out. I don't need to put my money in other people's companies for them to lose it. I don't need other people to lose my money. I'm either going to take my money and I'm going to spend it and enjoy the money, or I'm going to buy my own business that I'm not going to fail because I'm not failing at the business I'm running for these people. I'm making these people rich, so I'm going to go start my own business. So I looked at every kind of business out there. I looked at subway shops, franchises. I looked at... uh uh, multi-level marketing deals, looked at everything, finally settled on real estate. And real estate, the story obviously worked. And, you know, long story short, I got rich as can be. Everybody said it was stupid. Everybody thought it was crazy. You know, everybody put me down. Um, when I finally got that tired of all that, I said, you know, I can't, I can't keep doing this for another 12 years. I'm going to quit. And so I quit. You know, first of all, I went and somebody else hired me to go to work and they said they'd only work me 40 hours a week running health club. So I went there and I turned his health clubs around and he fired me. And you say, why did he do that? Well, because to turn his health clubs around, I had to get rid of five female managers, which all five actually ended up being his girlfriend. He was sleeping with all of his girlfriends and he was a religious freak up in Dallas, a little power lifter. And, uh, he, he professed being a staunch Christian yet in Jacksonville, Florida, he had his little hotel uh, condo with all these different managers, and the managers were stealing from them. They were doing whatever they wanted to do, so I got rid of them, putting decent employees, and boom, tripled the sales. And he said, well, you know, you can't do that. You can't get rid of these people. These are longtime employees. I really like them. They got to stay, blah, blah, blah. I said, nah, I, I see what's going on here. I'm out of here. And I wasn't going to confront him about it. I mean, he had a wife and kids back in Dallas, and I didn't want to blow that all up. But, you know, it was it was a lie. He was living a lie. It was a scam. So now 
I'm seeing that the finance company is a scam. I'm seeing the trucking company is a scam. You know, the dairy company is a scam. And now I'm seeing this health club and his guys a scam. I, I, I saw that I working 12 hours a day, six days a week without getting paid overtime was a scam. And I was starting to get it into my mind that there really was nothing legit out there. I mean, there really wasn't. And so my boss, I saw him in a, a gym one day. I was working out in another health club, and he saw me there. He, he didn't work out in his own health clubs because people would bug him. So he came up to me and said, why don't you come back to work for me? I said, look, I'm not working six days a week ever again. So you don't know what it's like to have a life. I mean, literally have a life. He said, okay, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll let you work 12 hours a day, four days a week, which, by the way, stupid me. That's still 48 hours a week, right? That's still way too many hours. But with four days, I got three days off in a row, which was incredible. And if you ever just get three days off in a row every single week for the rest of your life, you'll see that that one extra day a week makes all the difference in the world. It's like it's a vacation every week. It's incredible. It's a big difference. And like even right now, you know, I have my days that I, I, I'm willing to work and I have only so many days I'm willing to work and have only so many hours I'm willing to work and so forth. Even with all my different companies, I have a very strict rule and I adhere to it very strongly about what I'm willing to invest as far as my time into my businesses. You can't buy it back. You know, when God takes it away and you're gone, you're gone. So you better enjoy it while you have it. So I came back to work just four days a week. And when I found out, which was amazing, it's another thing I learned in life was that I could produce more in four days than I could in six because all the people working six were burnt out and they didn't try very hard and they didn't really care. And when I was only working four, I knew I had to get my stuff done in four that most people were getting done in six. Well, I found that not only could I get as much done in four, I could get more done because I wasn't burnt out. I wasn't taking lunches and breakfasts and this and that. And, you know, the whole deal is like, you know, I went there and got stuff done. They went there and talked and hung out. They just had to spend the 12 hours there. They couldn't leave. And so they didn't really work. They couldn't focus. And I focused and got a lot done. So I realized then. It's not how long you work, it's how effectively you work. And I came up with another belief system, and that is if you can't get your job done in a minimal number of hours, you're not doing your job. You're the wrong person for that job. Jobs do not take 40 hours a week. They don't take 60 or 70 hours a week. They don't even take 30 hours a week if you do it right. Uh, you know, you get in, you get done in your day what you need to get done. And if you ever don't believe that, look at yourself right before you go on vacation. It's amazing. You're going to go on vacation for 10, 12 days, and you know that's a lot of hours you're going to be gone. You get on top of everything that's important to get it done before you leave. And then when you get back, you get on top of for about two days and get everything caught back up. So you've just wasted. You think about it. You normally would have been there for those 10 days. They were a waste because you could have got that stuff done in the same amount of time and not been there for those 10 days, which leads me to believe and how I believe and the way I have my company set up is my employees work to get their job done. They did not work a number of hours. They did not have a check-in, check-out time. They have a get-it-done uh, requirement. And I think that's another thing that's made my companies uh, uh, a blessing to work for or work in. I don't even call people working for me. I call them working in my company or working with me towards a goal um, because people take advantage of employees. That's all there is to it. And it's not like you owe your employees a lifelong job. You don't owe them a raise. You don't owe them anything except that while they're there, they have a decent environment to work in and you don't kill them, right? 
So that's been able to keep me keep employees around me for years that just most places can't keep employees uh, because I just don't kill people that way because I didn't like being killed that way. So eventually what happened was is that uh, I went out and started buying real estate and became very successful. And that's a whole other story in and of itself. I was able to go out there and buy enough real estate to retire at 34 years of age. At that point, you have to think about this for a second. I'm 34 years old. All the people I know are still working 12 hours a day. All the people my age are working every day. There's really nothing for me to do. I have all this time free, you know, to do whatever I want to do. So I started going and, and studying. I started studying real estate, wanting to know how do you get to the next level? How do you get to be really, really big time in it? How do you get wealthy and so forth? And I went to every kind of real estate guru seminar you could go to because I had some money, but I had used that money up pretty quickly buying the real estate that I purchased or a good portion of it, and I didn't have a lot of money left, and I didn't want to go completely broke because I didn't have a job anymore, and I needed to support myself, and I was supporting myself off the income from real estate, but I needed to have a little rainy day money, so I started looking for other ideas and ways to do stuff. Now, I went to this one seminar, and the guy does this elaborate presentation about how the elephant and the mouse, the, the big guys in this world should help the little guys, and the little guys can help the big guys in return, and so on and so forth. And and what he's saying is, now, if you really want to make this thing work, go out and find yourself somebody's actually doing this stuff and get them to kind of mentor you through the whole process. So when he got done, uh, I walked up there to the guy and I said, look, um, I'm Dell. I'm 34 years old. I retired. I'm exactly what you're telling these people to look for. Um, successful and I have nothing to do because I'm retired. I'd be very happy and willing to help these guys, mentor them. Uh, if you'd like. And the guy goes, sir, we don't allow solicitation. And I said, solicitation? I said, didn't you just say they should be looking for somebody like me? He said, yes, sir, but you have to understand this is not a place where you can solicit for whatever it is that you, you're wanting to sell. Or whatever. I said, I'm not trying to sell anything. He said, sir, this is the last time. If, if you don't leave this time, I'm going to have to call somebody security to come take you away. And I, I got mad. I said, you don't have to ask security to take me away. And you're a liar. You're, you're a thief, a cheat, a, you know, a blah, blah, blah. And I went off on the guy, and I'm sure there's some expletives in there. And um, I said, but you don't have to have me thrown out. I'll leave because there's no reason I'd want to associate with you guys in any way, shape, or form. The guy made one major mistake, though, and that was he had on a lapel mic. So everything that I said and he said, everybody heard at the seminar. And so when I walked out of there, 200 people walked out of there with me wanting to know, hmm, who are you? How did you retire in two and a half years? Look at you. You're only 34 years old. Uh, I, I, are you really willing to help mentor me? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm standing out in the lobby of the hotel, and I got 200 people surrounding me like a flood, like it's a herd. And somebody comes up and says, can I get your business card? And I said, I'm sorry, sir, I don't have a business card which really kind of irritated him. It was kind of like he thought I was blowing him off. I said, no, 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 don't get offended. You have to understand this, and you don't. I don't have a business card because I don't have a job. I'm retired. And he said, well, how do we get in touch with you then? I said, well, I'll tell you what you do. Take a legal pad. Anybody? Or does anybody here have you know a legal pad or a piece of paper? Somebody gave me a legal pad, and I was, I wrote my name and telephone number at the top of it. I said, here's my name and my number. Now pass this around in this room. 
And everybody write your name and your telephone number down on it. So I have your name and number so I know who you are. And uh, you take my name and number. And uh, when we get out of here, out of this hotel where these guys are just losing their mind that all you're, you know, wanting to know me and not them. When we get out of here, then we'll contact and we'll meet and we'll have some kind of a meeting, you know, set something up. We'll get you guys going in real estate. That was how Lifestyles got started. The very first meeting was at my house. And uh, it all stems from the concept that if you're helping up other people in this world get what they want, you can have whatever it is you want in life. And people tell me, Dell, I don't believe that. I help somebody once. I say, once isn't enough, guys. You know, at this time, I'm helping 200 people in this room at the same time. But that's not even enough. I have 50,000 clients nationwide. It's actually more than that, but we stopped counting at 50. We figured that number was large enough to impress you. Uh, but we're all over the country now. We're in all 50 states. And we keep opening new real estate companies in different cities so that we can help more people find these deals and get into these deals. We're helping. We're, we're opening mortgage companies all over the country to help people finance these deals with the, the kind of the financing stuff that we use to get it done. And we're spreading out all over the country. Why? One simple reason. If you help enough other people in this world get what they want, you can have whatever you want. Remember that. And it's not the money. It's the lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. Listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more of Dell's unconventional wisdom? Go to lifestylesunlimited.com and click the radio tab. Listen to past shows, hear podcasts on demand, and find out how you can change your life today. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show is part of the Lifestyles Unlimited Radio Network. The information and opinions you hear on the Dell Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Dell Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Dell Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Dell Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.